Today's episode rocked me to the core, and today's guest shared a story at the beginning that I couldn't imagine living in, processing, or getting to where she is, or how she got there, and the incredible work that she does. I'm just humbled, and she shares everything in this podcast. I have a few notes in front of me, but they just don't even feel like they resonate to the point where it even adds up to what's in the show. You can't create authentically if you're just consuming. You live in a worse prison than anybody else and you just refuse to unlock the key. You get to step out of the everyday motions that we live in and be more present with the people who are in front of us and the people we want to connect with an impact. Step up your heart and not your game. We talked about everything. We really talked about depth at the greatest level of alignment, knowing what you're doing and focusing on it and using that as a superpower into your business, into your life to get the results that you want. And I couldn't think of a better person than today's guest to share her story and take you through it. And so without further ado, let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. In the studio, uh, the the former the former customer journey cave forever now getting moved out and magically will be looking different. But I'm actually getting really excited because I'm building some new studios in my house and uh, they're real close to Branson. And so get ready because there's probably gonna be more coming out. But screw all that because I'm about to shut my mouth. And here's why I'm gonna shut my mouth <laughs> because I've been on a call with this incredible woman for the last 36 minutes, and I had the absolute pleasure and honor of getting to share a stage with her virtually. And I was just impressed and humbled and so full of like love and light. And I was like, I need more of you in the world. And I want to hear more of what you have to say. And I want all of it. And then this morning just proceeded to take me to church with me for 35 minutes. And we've shared some tears and some moments and some massive, massive synchronicities. And so I can't do an intro justice enough, but just to say like, I'm humbled, I'm honored, I'm excited. And I promise we're gonna talk about a lot of juicy shit that's applicable to everybody right now, uh, but I'm not driving because she is. And so welcome to the show, dear. Thank you so much, George. Um, well, my name is Elena Biden. Oh, sorry, I completely I missed that part. This is Elena. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. My name is, it's like, if you look at it, it's often mispronounced first, first. So, um, but yeah, my name is Elena Beidel. I am a nurse. I'm a mama to two little boys and I'm a life and performance coach. Those are my titles. They are not my story. And so I like to start by sharing what I had to go through in my life to get me to this place because being an entrepreneur, starting a business, um, speaking on podcasts, all those things were never a part of my like original goal in life. It was never something I pictured. Um, being a nurse was the only goal I had in my life. Like that was my passion to my core. Helping people is just who I am. 
And I knew since I was 13 that I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a baby nurse. And so I went to nursing school. I graduated. I landed my dream job in the NICU. Um, At that time, I wasn't married. I did not have kids. I worked night shift. And I, I like to say I was living my best life because I was like, I, I was hitting the gold. I was living out my dream at that point until I wasn't. Um, I remember hitting this place in my journey of, I never, I didn't recognize who I was in the mirror anymore. I lost the pep in my step. I lost my natural happiness. I was no longer confident in who I was. And that's when I realized I had a place of burnout. I was working tireless hours, weekends, holidays. I partied my way through the weekends. I wasn't working or I was poured into a couch watching Netflix on my days off. Like I genuinely no longer recognized myself. And that was when my journey with my personal health and wellness began. And I've refound me. I've refound my natural happiness. I got the pep in my setback. I saw firsthand what taking care of you first can do and provide the other people that you're caring for. And so I stepped into a place of I purely just wanted to pay that feeling forward to other people who were in that same place of burnout. Um, and I did that for a while. That was my first, I like to say that was my tiptoe into business. Um, it, it really, it truly was. And it wasn't until um, I did that for four years. In 2019, okay. I was two months pregnant with my first son. And my husband had to relay the hardest news of my life um, that my youngest brother had taken his own life. And I remember so vividly at that point in my life, um, I was laying on the floor of my shower, curled up in a ball, and I was met with this choice, right, of, Elena, you have two choices here. You can either remain laying curled on the floor of the shower, or you can lean into the one thing that you know that you can control. And that for me was my health. Because I was growing a child, I had to take care of myself. Like I ha- in my eyes, I didn't have a choice but to pick myself up off that floor. Six months later, I'm now eight months pregnant and I receive a phone call. My other brother is in the emergency room. And, you know, as a nurse, you're the first person to be called for anything. Uh And I arrived to the ED and I'm met by somebody who's escorting me back. And, you know, when you're being escorted, it's not a good sign. And um, we were called to have our entire family come in. And three days later, we were faced with a decision to remove him from life support because he inevitably lost his battle with his addiction. And then a month later, I delivered my child. Yeah. Sorry. Don't you ever say sorry. And you can breathe (laughs) and take as much space as you need. We have nothing but time. This part of my life. You know, losing two brothers six months apart from each other and then bringing 
your own life into the world and sitting in this hospital room, you know, holding him in my arms. That was the moment that my life changed. That was the moment when I was smacked with life is too short. It is too short to live it small. It is too short to not be present. It is too short to not do the things that sit so heavy on your heart. And so while a nurse is still, that will always be who I am. I will always be a nurse. I don't think I'll ever leave the bedside. But becoming a life and performance coach to help people live their life big, go after those big goals and those big dreams, not play small. Step out of the everyday motions that we live in and be more present with the people who are in front of us and the people that we want to connect with and impact. And that is why I'm here. And that is my my mission and my message is life is too short. It's not for surviving. Life is for living, not for surviving. Girl, I see you as a nurse forever, except you went from reactively kickstarting hearts to proactively kickstarting everybody's that's not in a hospital. You just decided to be a nurse to the world instead of in a hospital. Yeah. 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 I'm pulling that same heart and that same mission in a different capacity of I now want to help the people who, you know, you have, they have goals and dreams too, but they're also trying to live their life. And this day and age, we're just, we're so stuck in trying to play keep up and trying to juggle it all. And what's the point if you're not living a life that you want to be living? Yeah. Lifestyle creep, life creep, leaky creep. This lands, I mean, I'm over here as a puddle of tears because I resonate on every level minus the brother part. Mine is somewhere and I'm hoping my heart very safe right now because we don't communicate that often. I reach out and I can't save or fix. I can love and, you know, similar situation with my father. And I've always struggled to articulate the same thing that you just articulated because I don't. I will never know what it's like to to birth a child, ever. But I got to be there and witness mine and been around a lot of other people. And, and there's something that changes. But for my son, like I, I, I gave it a like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm going. This is why I'm going. He reminded me of what it was all about in the first place. And then gave me an anchor that literally was worth more than anything for me in the world. That like that is the most fabulous that I see. But I also recognize that feel and desire has been in me in other places and other pockets, except I just kept waiting for somebody else to come unlock it. And, you know, my son served as a catalyst for me, but also, and I don't know if this lands for you, also served as a very big life lesson as well that any outside fuel source just leads more to the same burnout, except it looks different and hurts a little bit harder. And so like now, like I honor my son and I honor my family and I, I genuinely, genuinely see it. But the fuel source, I feel like has to come from within. And you have this spark mm-hmm. in you, like literally like I, for everybody like watching or listening to this, like we were on a, 
uh, Alex's summit, which I love, and uh, we were all speaking, but literally it was like we were dancing around and then we would each pick up ideas off each other and then like she'd be like listening <laughs> intently I'm like wait no you go I'm gonna shut up now and I'm over here like wait no what'd she say like what'd she say and then on the middle of the call and I had Ashley on the call I had Ash come on the call I'm DMing Ashley I was like get her on the podcast please <laughs> and I was totally not being present <laughs> because I was like I just want more of this and I just want to applaud yeah. you and and celebrate you for sharing that because that really resonated with me and that landed at a very deep level i don't know what question to ask you you right now because my heart is very tickled and that is like vibrating through and 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 yeah i do know like this morning alone like in the last six or seven days i've probably communicated with 15 people either our alliance members clients of mine friends of mine people like you and there is this mourning and grief and loss happening everywhere. Like I have two friends whose mothers just unexpectedly went on life support. Another one who's here and another one who's here. And my heart just says to everybody, like, just pause for a minute. Like, just pause and notice what's around. Like, maybe close your eyes for 30 seconds and put your hand on your heart and take a breath. And just really breathe into the moment. But when you open your eyes... I want you to see if you notice anything different. Like notice that there's colors or they're brighter. Notice that there's sounds that you didn't hear. And like really take a minute to like plug in because I feel like the world just keeps telling me to break check into my heart. And I don't think I have a podcast to keep it in my head because I always feel like a demon when I don't share it. So I'm sharing it now. (laughs) That's just the only thing I feel called to say because it, it sucks. It does. And it does. The thing that I've told myself for years, and I have it with a lot more gentility now, but I remember standing in Afghanistan after my dad passed away because I pulled my dad off life support because I was his proxy after being on a humanitarian transfer for six months and becoming his father and then us healing 33 years and two days of screaming and fighting till we passed out from exhaustion and we woke up the next day cuddling and crying. And then my father left his physical body just a couple of weeks later, but I knew. But I remember standing in Afghanistan, like seeing another friend in a casket come back. And I'm like, to convince myself that I'm living right now is a fucking joke. Like I run around like a badge of honor telling people like, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm not going to kill myself. Well, here's the news. I never really wanted to. I wanted attention and I wanted help. Like if I really wanted to, I wouldn't have taken pills. I would have grabbed a gun, right? Like these are things that are hard for me to admit. But I I remember this fucking moment like it was yesterday. Like I literally can paint the entire picture of where I was standing, the temperature outside, where Marines were. And like I walked out the door and my captain walked by, I miss you, Craig, and um, just said something to me that like paused me in the moment like he said something about death or one of the guys coming in and I literally the only thought I had is I'm like you're even a bigger chicken shit you're doing slow suicide and telling everybody it's living like you live in a worse prison than anybody else and you just refuse to unlock the key and then I really started to like look at my day and my behaviors and my actions and like I don't talk about this a lot I haven't shared a lot of this that I haven't known the format 
But I said this to you before the show. Like a lot of the things that people come to me for. Oh, you had a New York Times bestselling book. Oh, you tied a world record. Oh, you were a paleo food blogger. I was like, oh, did you forget the part that while I was on a New York Times bestselling book tour, I had to give a keynote and tell everybody I'd lied to them because I was purging behind stage, still bulimic while being the biggest health food blogger in the world. Because I knew that the easiest place to hide was plain sight. But it's not all of those things. It's none of those things. It's the heart underneath it and the willingness to live and to give purpose to meaning. And like, no matter what path I run down, the only time I'm ever happy is when I'm being active in a choice of creation. And like, no matter which path or teacher, whether it's my pastor yesterday where we had this conversation, an Oli or a shaman of mine where we talked about a year ago or a mentor of mine, like being alive and being present is an active choice. And I realized that I lost because I was looking for something to do instead of just tuning into the present. Like what you talk about, like, and here's the thing, I'm going to ask you to talk on this because you know me and you see Mm -hmm. me and you resonate with what I speak and you can see how messy I am with a canvas right now. And like, the only way I know I to it's... open your heart is to literally just rip open the cage and cry and just let whatever flow flows. And like, yeah. you know, the last week, including this podcast alone, this will be the third podcast in the last two weeks where my brain is like, yep, we out here now. We out here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so yeah. in that, though, like I'm genuinely going to shut up because that felt cold out of me. But I would love for your reflections or your heart on like any of that, because you shared such powerful and with such grace. And like it inspires the shit out of me, like not from a lens of like, oh, you can do it. It's like, no, like we get to do this. Like you live it. You you stand in it. You're you're mm-hmm. standing in the duality of it, even this moment of like. Am I even going to do this pod? Is this happening? Boom. Like it, it, that's like you lead with your heart and I can see it so well. And so I would just love for you to riff. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I would say that I'd like to, you know, just emphasize when you were talking is grief, hard seasons, whatever that, whatever that definition for you right now in your life is, is having that pause, like you said. Um, and it's really that bringing it back to that awareness of you feel the feels. We don't sweep them under the rug. Like it's shitty, pure shitty. Whatever you're going through is yep. shitty. Um, but not staying there. And for me in my personal experience and what I've been able to grow from is that Losing my brother's plain sight, shitty. I, the, there's no other way to word that. Like no one is prepared to lose someone like no. that. But what I've learned is that I live differently now. I show up differently now. I take things in differently now. And I wanted to just emphasize that because that's something that you said is like pause and just bring yourself back to this present moment and what is going on in your life right now that you are fortunate for. Um, And then with that, something that I do, you know, you're talking so much about heart. And unfortunately, we have to get through the head to get to the heart. 
And oftentimes it's the head that is holding us back from taking action on the things that we want to take action on. Or, you know, maybe it is leaving a job or a career that is no longer serving you. Like you had said, like, you're not living if you feel trapped in the everyday motions. Mm -hmm. So what is living for you? So we have to uproot what are those head stories, beliefs, past experiences that are holding you back from and preventing you from stepping into your heart, which is your purpose and your passion and your drive. Because when you learn how to do that, with life and performance coaching, that's exactly what we do is you you break down those head stories so that you can rewire and take new action moving forward from here, which is your heart. And when you learn how to do that, you no longer feel like you're juggling 50 million things because you are just showing up as you wholeheartedly in a way that fuels you, that it comes natural to you, right? That comes back to your core values. And so tangibly, it comes down to we have to eliminate the overwhelm that is swirling around first. And then we need to establish what that those core values are for you personally. Because we live in a world where we get so much input every single day of how we think we should live and what we think we should be doing and how we think we should be showing up. That is why we're overwhelmed. We can't keep up. As my bu- oh, we can't. Uh, you'll love this. You're going to repeat this one. As my, my buddy Brian so eloquently chimes in every time the word should comes up without like anybody who sees Brian Bogart in public. Brian, I hope you listen to this. Anybody who sees Brian Bogart, if he's <laughs> keynoting, if he's on a live stream, whatever, I promise you this is how ingrained and trained this is. But just say the word should. And without fail, he will not be able to stop himself. And he will go, should is a shame-based word. Stop shooting yourself to death. <laughs> right? And every time I hear stop it, shooting all stop shooting all over the place. So I actually now realize why I lost my thought because you just painted the picture and I'm going to give some tangible evidence because this is a big hole for me and everybody listening to this show. I want to come clean that I realize a lot of the times I talk in theory, I talk in idea because it's how my brain's process. And sometimes I even over extraneously use the word you and what I should be saying. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. What I will be saying is me. And it's not that I've been afraid. I just didn't understand like how ineffective some of my communication was because I see it so clearly, but I'll give a tangible example to what you just said. So the reason I brought up the jungle and um, all those celebrations is a lot of people even were like, well, yeah, you became one of the biggest food bloggers in the world. Like after the algorithm changed on Facebook, you added 200,000 fans and like you did blank and you did blank. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now ask me how. And I was like, right now I can show you how I didn't realize I did it till today when you asked, because when I was in the jungle and he said, you haven't been quiet enough to hear God's whispers. And then I wrote down on paper to stand with structure in the face of resistance to create possibility. And then I realized the entire civilized caveman company was keeping me in my former addictions because I was a sex and love addict, not in action, but in avoidance of my life and not knowing how to process emotions or trauma. 
And so I lived my life on social media. And so in that game, though, Jim Quick looked me dead in the eye and said, you consume poison, which is why you create poison. The music, the videos, the songs. So then I was like, cool. I'm not going to listen to any music or consume anything for two years. And when I left the jungle, I called Josh Trent and said, will you take the company? And he said yes within 24 hours. And we had nothing to stand on. Lindsay was pregnant a couple weeks away from bankruptcy. And like all of these things there and all I could do is create. And so I just was like, I don't want to do anything. I'll go live. I want to do anything. I'll go live. I don't know what to say. I'll just tell them that. I'll go live. I'll go live. I'll go live. I'll go live. That perspective forced a different input when I cleared the noise. Once I cut all the noise out, the hardest part was sitting, which is for everybody understanding where a stillness practice came from. (laughs) When he said you Mm -hmm. haven't been quiet enough, long enough to hear God's whispers, right? That was if I couldn't even sit when I removed the noise, how was I going to be clear on anything? And so that's why in the yeah. Alliance, like the stillness practice is like the number one for even like five minutes a day, because then as a byproduct, the challenge was, is when I looked in hindsight, I'm like, oh, look, I figured it out. I made it. It worked. And then the inputs that created it stopped happening. And then that's where the cycle continued. And so even when you talk about it, the one thing I do want to say, and I do want to say this wholeheartedly, I am never a fan of burning the ships ever, 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 ever. Too many people burn the ships instead of meticulously making adjustments that turn the boat a whole lot faster rather than sinking the Mm -hmm. entire thing. Like alignment is not something that's challenging. It's something you choose. Mm -hmm. And then when you hold it, pieces start to magically fall into place. And so I feel called to say this. It's like starting a new diet. The biggest mistake you can make is go throw out everything in your pantry, go to the grocery store and buy a thousand dollars of new shit. I used to teach this as a fucking food blogger and people still did it. Listen to me. It is 10 times more important now because the foods that you put in now that are not the right ones are toxic and cancerous and they take all the power to maintain all of them. Right. And so in the lens Mm -hmm. of alignment, it's not. The clarity comes from like, holy fuck, I'm out of alignment. Sweet. There might be 763 bytes. Amazing. What's so nuts, and you will agree with me for everybody listening to this. If you think you know what the second bite tastes like before you bit the first one, you're in for a rude fucking awakening. I promise you, once you bite the first one, the rest of them get a lot clearer. And that's how you make changes. It happens if you do it at the principle level where you are talking about, which is my values and my beliefs. If you want some more teachings, Mm -hmm. go look at the logical levels of the brain in NLP or look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs because there's parts and pieces and really the NLP one fits inside Maslow's. But that alignment is at the deepest level of your belief, which means when your view changes in your beliefs, the evidence and circumstances in front of you, and let me be clear, Not all of them, meaning you're still going to see 762 of the wrong color car, but you're going to see a blue dream car pop in once a day you haven't seen before. The goal is, is to pick up more of the blue dreams than you take the old red cars and get one more in than the other and eventually retrain and reprogram that muscle until your reticular activating system sees the blue car by default but then guess what happens you have way too many fucking blue cars actually doing it and now you have to go look for another one (laughs) (laughs) you're naturally doing it yeah 
So for there's yeah, a couple things. Ahead. I was gonna say there was a couple of things there that really stuck out to me, and it's that consume versus create. Like when you were first starting to talk, is like you can't. You know, when you you and I spoke a little about a little bit about imposter syndrome before we started recording, and it was this: you you cannot create authentically if you're just consuming. Nope. And so you naturally, by default, because you're consuming, you are going to create that imposter syndrome because you're trying to recreate and do something the way somebody else does it and not do it in a way that's true to you and who you are. And so when you step out of that consumer stage and allow yourself that space to create, those words come more naturally. You have more clarity. You you drop you know, the imposter syndrome comes back around in a different capacity as you grow, but it's no longer comparing what somebody else is doing to what you're doing because you're, you are so focused on your journey and where you're going. What's so funny is one of my, one of my tilts, sorry to cut you off, but it landed when you said it oh, and good. my intuition was like, ah, one of my tilts with imposter syndrome, <laughs> literally when I feel it, all I do is say the word create and it almost instantly goes away. And if it doesn't, I actually have to open my phone and either send a video, record a thought, and then literally it is probably one of my fastest like physical body reframes that just works every single time because it's just a state change and mm-hmm. get out of the mud, but no matter what, it can only support me, right? Like in creating. And so that really, really lands for me a lot. And I, I just felt like it's important because I, I feel like I've made so many mistakes of like the the stories that I share about burning the ships were a byproduct of me ignoring everything we're talking about right now. And so I, I feel yeah. called to say that like those aren't things for me that should be celebrated. Like I don't tell that story about that out of celebration. I sell I say that out of like how close I got learn. to learn and the lessons yeah. that I learned and now still reminded nine years later, seven years later, five years later new level, new devils, right? And the details mm-hmm. and applying mm-hmm. the same things is is huge. And and when I talk about this, like this has been coming up this season too. All my friends and everybody mm-hmm. around me, they're like, we're going back to the basics, rereading basic books, principle-based stuff, like not new ones, like back to what we know. And it's about taking what we know and going deeper. And I love, I, I love, I love even like hearing you be the example and seeing you be the example of like, the contrast of feeling every ounce of that feeling and honoring that feeling. Like you're giving an example that I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to recognize that sometimes you're in the middle of a game and you're ready to win the championship. And all you can think about is your brothers, but you're still on the field. And in that moment you get to embody it. You get to be it. You get to honor it, but you still get to complete the play. Right. And like you embody that so well, it's inspiring. And it, quite frankly, is gut checking me a little bit in a good way. Uh, and Thank I'm you. hearing step my game up, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't say step your game up. I don't know that that would be, be the right one. Step my heart more. up. So just step your heart. There, there you, you go. go. Lean into that heart voice. That heart voice is coming out real, real strong right now. And um, I think that, you know, that is the biggest thing I took away from what I went through is that I don't have any other choice but to show up wholeheartedly now because, you know, I really don't. There's nothing to lose 
um, by showing up wholeheartedly. There's, you know, all you have is things to gain. And it took me and still takes me like, I'm not, I'm still on this journey. I, I, I have all the people in my corner helping me continue on this journey of continuing to check the head with the heart and continue on that path of moving forward and taking action that is at a deeper level. Um, because our brains, I mean, our brains take over. You, you talked about it. It's, it's that primal, um, just that primal instinct. And that's why no matter you said new level, new devil, it keeps coming back because our brains are tricky. Our brains are very intelligent. And so they're going to continue bringing up that same limiting belief, right? Whatever that is for you, it comes up in different seasons of your life and your journey in a different way. But when you are able to be bring awareness around it at that new level and you're like, oh, I actually did already overcome this. It's just showing in a different way now. It allows you to step back into your heart voice and continue on that path that much faster. Yeah. And like you said, if you, if you keep doing that and you keep training yourself to do that and you keep working at that, it happens faster. I and then you look for the next new yeah. thing. And like I said all that as a joke and as a truth because really like anything else is stagnation. Like none of us would go to the gym if you're a big gym person. And let's say you identify as a runner and you're like, oh, cool. I ran my mile in eight minutes. I'm done. No, never, 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 never. Never. But yet like I, I've been really bullish on this. Like entrepreneurship is one of the hardest professional sports in the world that requires a physical health and capacity greater than most athletes. Cause there's no seasons and only 16 games. Like it's every day feels like the super bowl sometimes, but if you don't look at it like a gym and every time a muscle weight gets a little bit hard or you're like, Oh, I don't have one more rep. You put it down instead of asking one of us to help spot you for the last two that you celebrate in the gym, but you don't celebrate at home or in the business. And just to collapse more. These are not things I know. These are things I was taught that I believe to be true mm -hmm. is that human beings also cannot compartmentalize and we lose because we convince ourselves that how we show up at the gym is how we show up at work, but it's different than how we show up at home. No, it's the same. Nope. And the hardest trap yes. that I fell into, and I've said this on the podcast so many times, is I just kept being convinced I needed another hammer but I looked down and there were 17 hammers in my fucking tool bag and I just needed to pick one of them up and uh, use it. Yes. And like what's so crazy is like I look at my friends, my mentors, my coaches, and they're all like, bro, it's always the basic hammers. Like those are the conversations we have every single day. It's what's the basic hammer? What's mm -hmm. the needle mover? Okay, cool. You don't like the outcome. What input are you going to change? But it's constantly what new intentional action are we going to swing this hammer at to try to create a result? And it, it, it's subtle, but like, this is like, I'm like laughing at myself right now. Like, like taking my own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Like the one thing you said is, you know, we think we need the next hammer, which is, you know, for lack of better terms, like the next course or the next program or the next training or the next, we don't, we, don't. we need to stop looking out for we need to stop looking outward and we need to start looking inward because all the answers that we're looking for are already there. 
They just haven't been brought out of you Uh yet and what that looks like to you. And I want to stress here that this is where it gets personalized because what that hammer is for you is going to be different than what it is for the next person. And so we need to stop looking out for the next thing and the next goal. And we need to start looking in and getting, you know, I started with my health and wellness journey. I still, to my core, believe that your health and wellness is the catalyst to making your dreams come true. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, nothing else, nothing else will happen. No. Because you're just setting yourself up for burnout. Oh, I love how before we start started, you almost called me out for not eating. And I was like, no, no, I have a plan. I'm going to hit my calories today. Today's a no workout day. <laughs> I did. I'm I intermittent did. fasting. I'm good. I ate last night. I hit my macros. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's, it's genuinely true. And the, what I love about – and everybody, even if you're new to the podcast, you can go look. You can very publicly see my health journey with alignment on the outside looking in. And, you know, to give some more credence, like there's a photo that I posted that all of you – if I went and pulled the Facebook post and read the comments, everybody celebrated me because I was in that video talking about money and things and how much I was making and everybody was in. I was 247 pounds. I look at that now and I was like, who is that? Like that, what, what, what? That looked like prison to me. And somebody at the gym there, there's like, oh, some, show somebody your photo. I was like, oh, do you want to see what happiness on paper looks like? But not when it's underneath the surface it's missing. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, boom. They're like, whoa. I'm like, yeah. Right? Like. It's got to always be in alignment or else anything else is there. And the thing about the human body that I love is there genuinely is no finish line. And the moment you ignore it, you're just cutting time off the end of it that you claim to be important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing, too, um, that I see a lot of my clients struggle with is that they they just just like you said, George, they hit the goals, but they're empty inside. What's going on inside is not matching what's celebrating, what's being celebrated on the outside. Yeah. And for me, and what's what weighs so heavy on my heart is we want to make sure that you are doing this and you're hitting those goals, but you are living your life today yes. the way you want to live it, not for tomorrow because tomorrow isn't promised. So showing up and living a life that you love today while simultaneously building a business of your dreams, that keeps the ship going. And yes. That. Yes. And I have to say this for me. I have to add, living a life you love is not about the actions you take. It's about the state of being you choose to be in because the brains of yours going right now, well, I'm going to go get my manicure. Well, I'm going to tell my husband I'm leaving for a week. I'm uh, 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 uh. That's brain. Nope. That's ego. That's mm-hmm. reaction. It's a state of being. Yeah. And I, I felt very called to say that. So can you speak on presence for me, please? Yeah. So when I say living a life that you like I say, living a life that you wholeheartedly love is who you are as a person, how you show up where wherever you are, whether it's as a parent or as a spouse or as a coworker, or, you know, it's literally that awareness piece of, of you in, and the connections that you're making. Um, and so when I say living a life that you love, it's that genuine happiness that is inside of you that 
when you meet someone like when George and I met and like you can naturally just see the passion and the happiness ooze out of somebody who is living wholeheartedly within their their purpose. That is what I'm speaking to. I'm not talking about the yes. actions or the or the extra. And I'm so it's glad you purely said that. Who you and are. I want to say this now because I've gotten about 30 messages saying like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm better than I've ever fucking been. The only difference is I'm not filtering how my heart truly feels. And so the tears, there's no faucet anymore. I just don't have any control. And so you will see me giving a keynote while crying my way through it and not missing a word because that feels so real and alive for me. And everybody listening and watching, I have been secretly without recognizing, afraid to show this side, even though I built my whole career showing this side. Because this was never for anybody but me to document my journey and things get sneaky. And things get sneaky when I end up talking in ideas and theories instead of being the example. And so, you know, I made it the example this year, but it was the basics. It's about grace. It's about gentility, self-acceptance and all these pieces. And you embody this so well. And so I just wanted to give more tangible evidence. Like being you means being all of you all the time. And if something around you isn't okay with it, pay attention because someone's trying to help you. Because you get to be all of you. That doesn't mean it's pretty. It doesn't mean it's a pretty little package and bow. It means you are pretty and perfect as you are. And if that means in breakdown, in breakdown. If that means in sadness, in sadness. And that also means that when you're in that area or on the other side, anything you're looking for outside of yourself, you've already lost. And what you should be looking for is people that remind you of what you have inside of yourself. Because that's where you win. But you got to be aligned. Yeah. And like I, I said this and I've said it on the podcast three times already. Like I told you this. I basically confessed my love to you at the beginning of this. And I was like in a neutral way. Like it's because I feel safe. Like you've mm-hmm. made me feel very safe. I feel like this. I feel called. But the moment I say that, I feel like I can show up present in my power, in my authenticity, which by the way, everybody listening, that's also customer journey and creating an intentional container for both people to win. There's some business principles tied to all of this shit that I'm really excited to talk about at some point. Yes. Maybe we'll do an entire business show. Just you and I talk business for fun. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll do this all I'm day. I'm down. I'm um, down. <laughs> but, but just like some of those like just gentle, gentle reminders is like even collapsing some of what you said into the same idea. It's it's really the reminders I gave myself. And I used to talk about this with therapy. And I'm like, why well, don't go therapy anymore? I was like, well, I've been through all of them and it's really, really funny. No matter which modality I choose, they all basically teach me how to relate to the feeling until I can separate myself from it and then insert a new behavior. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, but all the new behaviors are the same. And no matter how long I stay stuck in that feeling, I still have to insert the same new behavior. So what if I just skip the process and I feel the feeling when I insert the behavior? And they're like, well, yeah, that's the goal. I'm like, well, we should just start there. I'm like, just give me the workout. (laughs) <laughs> to make myself who I'm supposed to be, right? And then it's even been so reflected that the other day somebody reflected back. He's like, so basically, I looked at every model and the things you did in our company. You basically designed our customer's future self, had it come walk them by the hand, piece by piece, feeling it that they were the hero of their own journey and empowering them to get there. I'm like, yeah, that's what a customer journey is. It's exactly what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so for us yeah. and for you to even say that, be okay being you. You never have to apologize for being you. All of you is welcome all of the time. And what's so crazy business-wise, 
the one word that's getting thrown around for 2024 that I'm hearing so eloquently said is called trust economy. Well, let's call that what that really fucking is. The number one highest vibrational frequency that registers for humans is authenticity. It is the number one most powerful frequency that comes out of the body. So here's your strategy. Be your fucking self. Be you. Yeah. And I was going to say, you know, when you start to step into who you truly are, business gets uh-huh. easy. Uh-huh. It, it does. And so, yeah, we absolutely could do an entire podcast on the business side of this, but it has to start on the personal side first because once you get that personal side nailed down, it flows into business and you're you're looking back and you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? I'll give you a tangible woman example two days ago. Branson and I were sick on the weekend. I mourned on my father's birthday, which was February 5th. And how tuned Megan, I love you, who's coming, who's been on the show, numerologist, shares a birthday with my father, who decided to so gracefully drop into my Facebook messages and share what his birth card was, knowing nothing else but that, and basically collapsed 40 years of my struggle with understanding my father in a 30-second in- uh, Facebook video that I was like, boom. And that whole weekend collapsed and I have a ton of customer journey. I'm so excited. I have like three new companies and taking equity and a life-changing human optimization project in Australia, like all just of service, like so aligned. But I literally opened my phone and I had like 38 unread Instagram messages, like 41 Facebook, like 27 texts, which on a normal day, it's like six, right? But it was like stack, stack, stack. And then all this new, new, new. And girl, I watched my paradigm break in front of me. Because I looked at that and then I looked at my calendar and I was like, I got to hit my calendar. These are my needle movers, right? And so my first 10 o'clock calendar appointment gets sick and no shows. And so I have this 45 minutes to an hour. I open up Instagram. I hit every message. And on the last one, it's by buddy Max. who's like, hey, man, I could use some of your time. I'm like, are you free now? And he popped on Zoom for 20 minutes. And then... I ended up on another call that wasn't supposed to be there just to help somebody who popped into my ecosystem. So I go for an hour and 20 minutes, I go 20 minutes over my container and I'm really big on time and I got to flex my grace, apologize and message the person in the waiting room. The person in the waiting room was the pastor from the flight from Bali that was supposed to be a 15 minute call that turned into a two and a half hour call. And in between these pockets, there was only like 10 minutes in each one, like I message Ashley or boom. And then I got home. And I was reflecting on my day and I looked down at a piece of paper and I was like, I was in the office for six hours and I got more accomplished that day than I did in the previous 16 days because I did three workouts, did all those calls, hit 82 of the videos, sent 42 texts, but I didn't realize I was doing it because I didn't attack the list from the bottom looking at the list. I went to the deepest input, which was me showing up in my space. And then like, but it was the energy of the focus. It was like byproduct. My body was like, pick up that piece. Oh, that piece is going to help that outcome. And like in one day, I had my entire paradigm of that I talk about and teach and have forgotten or needed a gentle reminder collapse in front of me. And I was like, oh, you mean when you focused on the deepest input and you honor your container and you show up and you have grace and you just make adjustments and you celebrate the best that you do. And then you make the bites as you go. And Mm -hmm. like I last night wrote this down on paper so I could record a video for the Alliance. And before I recorded the video, I was crying. And I was like, holy moly, depth really does create with. I wasn't crazy. But with became an accident of the depth. But if I tried to go wide, it would have never had the depth first. Ashley and I wouldn't have cried for 20 minutes and like 
figured out how to support each other. Hugh and I wouldn't have had a two and a half hour call about his missions and services. This incredible 88 year old man that I met on a flight from Bali. And then the couple that then led to my friends today and the conversation, the intro is like, if all I did was focus on those, I got to do these 50 videos or I fail. And I believed that in my body. Like I'm breaking the wall for everybody. My plan was I'm going to get to the office. I'm going to knock out as many of these videos. I'm going to shorten that podcast. I'm going to do blank. I'm going to do blank. I'll do that later. Like I was making plans to negotiate away from my own clarity and my own vision. And luckily my container just smashed it all. And then I was like, I feel more lost than ever now (laughs) in a good way. In a good way. But I was going to say that this brings to light, like a really good point is that the one and only thing that you truly have control over are your own thoughts. You can't control whether somebody shows up or you can't control whether somebody responds to you. You can't control social media algorithm. I know that's something that you you speak wholeheartedly to is like, there are so many things out of our control. The one thing that we get to control is truly our own thoughts and beliefs. And then from those thoughts and beliefs, we take action. Our beliefs drive behavior. Yep. And so when you come back to that at the core, yep. why wouldn't you want to start with your own personal beliefs and build from yeah. there? Yeah. And it's a beautiful question that I love that this is where we're going to land the plane because that is the one question that nobody can answer for anybody except themselves. Because mm-hmm. only you know. Only you know. And it's really about trusting yourself. And like, it's so funny because even this lens of marketing and business, right? Like, to even think that you ever had control. The only thing that you've ever had is influence and your thoughts determine if that influence moves them closer or further. It was the illusion of control the whole time. And so to, to end my plane today before I ask you to speak from your heart, a lot of the scripture statements that I use on this podcast, I'm going to so eloquently tell you why I use them. They're all of these reminders that have led me back to God and to these lessons to install them in my environment to help hold myself accountable because I know if it's me against my thoughts, I lose. But if it's me against my entire environment, of nothing but positivity, I win. So when I say the scripture statement, I'm guaranteed to win as long as I measure my value based on the integrity of my inputs and never the results. That's where that came from. And it was taught to me in a business lesson because we forget that in order to manifest a million dollars, there's a math equation that has to take place. An input plus a process equals a result. You can't get full without adding two Mm -hmm. things together. The results that we get are a byproduct of our intention and our integrity with the input. And we only lose when we stop putting the inputs in. And the way that Bob Proctor, intention, the yeah. way that Bob Proctor explains this so well and so eloquent is that you don't like the movie that you see in front of you. So you try to pause it, change the scene and make adjustments as you go. But if you just simply change the slide in the projector, your brain, the entire movie changes instantly. And so that's an amazing, amazing visual. I will tell you the slide and the way to change the slide. You'll hear it in the Alliance. When we talk about it, you'll hear a lot of talk about it and hitting your minimums and flexing that muscle. That is the intentional action of being who you want to be and protecting your energy and input. 
and then choosing what slide you put in here, no matter what you see on the screen in front of you. That's how I've collapsed it into my little picture thingy that we had as kids when I would like look in and I'd turn the thing. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm down yeah. to, right? Like I'm a VHS tape kid. Like I ripped through eight copies of my favorite movie every six months and rewound it all the way to the beginning, right? Like that's me. Um, so yeah. that was what was on my heart to share. And so I just don't know how to end this show other than just saying, hey, do you feel called in your heart to share anything, where to find you, how to connect? I would love everybody just to connect me on Instagram or DM you or but I mean, like yeah. any yeah. words of wisdom from your heart and then everywhere people can find you. I think my words of wisdom and this is something that I, you know, I, I speak to openly is that if there is something that constantly is on your heart, you know, like we all have those. I call them like the daydreams that we we get lost in when we're driving down the highway. That's kind of what I picture. Like we all have those moments in our life where we get swept away in this vision of doing something more with our life. Um, my my message is stop stop wiping that away. Stop. We get snapped back to reality so fast, but why can that not be your reality? There's a reason that it's on your heart. There is a reason that you keep coming back to that vivid picture because I know everybody has it. Everybody has something that they vividly picture themselves doing over and over and over if situations were different. But the big key is the situations will never be different if you don't take the action to change them. You have everything in you to take those steps and go after those big goals and those big dreams because I don't want you waking up one day wishing I would have done. I don't want you waking up one day looking back and being like, why didn't I do that? Because oftentimes the only thing holding us back is fear and fear is just something that we create. It is. And so when we can control that, that you take control over everything moving forward because your perspective is your power. Yes, it is. And so I want to say, like, George, everything that you do here does not go unnoticed. I, putting together this podcast takes so much capacity. It takes hard work. It takes dedication. Like, But most importantly, it's your passion that literally oozes out of you. And I just wanted to take a second and recognize that because that to me is everything. It is so powerful. You make people feel heard. You make them feel understood. And you do it in a way that is both inspiring and empowering. And like that is what I want to be surrounded by personally. I don't want to be clouded by the noise. I want to be surrounded by purpose-driven, passionate people who are here wholeheartedly to serve and make an impact. And I just think that this is amazing. Received. And I know, I know you said like you, you feel foggy, but also clarity at the same time. I think that clarity is becoming more and more clear as you, you keep stepping into this heart, this newfound heart of yours. And I love, I love seeing it. And I'm just so thankful that I got to be a piece in this with you. I love being um, yeah. publicly led and feeling nothing but safe and gratitude 
and love and honor for you supporting me as well because this entire podcast was for me and I feel humbled to be of service and I feel genuinely, genuinely seen and I appreciate and I receive every ounce of that. And there's one thing I want to clean up is when you come to my event, I always tell you that you can gauge my performance by how many t-shirts I sweat through, but I'll show you how passionate I am. <laughs> and just for the record, yeah. if people don't know, I used to post screenshots in my Garmin and you can ask all of our friends at our events, like I average 130 heart rate the whole time. The only difference is like, I hid the most powerful part of my passion, which is my heart. These tears are not sadness. These tears are not anger. Like these tears are fucking rocket fuel. Like I can mm-hmm. feel it in my fucking bones. Like it's in yeah. me. And the pieces it's- that we're missing are so magically in place like you and many people like you in my heart and those pieces. And so I receive fucking all of that. And for everybody listening, please receive that as well. Because I'll leave everybody with this reminder. And I, I think this is the one that I want everybody to get. Every time somebody gives me feedback as much as I want to receive it I have this little shitty smirk on the inside that's a rascal that will never go away when somebody described Carl Jung and he's like what we love is he knows the game it'll never get off the field because every time you look in his eye there's that little shithead Dennis the Menace who's like I'm just gonna go play like that's how I feel right (laughs) but I'll leave everybody (laughs) with this if even anything that you just said to me resonated and tickled for anybody and you see me the same just remember, if you spot it, you got it, because you can only see in me what you have in you. And so I genuinely receive all of that, and I reflect it back to you and everybody listening, that if you go take that breath today and any of that landed, you might want to acknowledge the person in the mirror and not the person recording the podcast. How can everybody get a hold of you on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I am on Instagram. I'm super active over there. Uh, my Instagram handle is my full name at Elena K K A Y Vital. Elena K Vital. And then I, yeah. And then I do. I wanted to share this. I wanted to do something extra special for you, George. Um, merely also as like a thank you for bringing me on here, allowing me to share my heart and my message. Is I have a five day mini oh. course. It's uh, the balance. The Balanced Entrepreneur, Succeed at Business and Home Life. And this is for the entrepreneur who is struggling with burnout, feeling pulled between business and being present at home. And this is typically something that I charge for, but I wanted to do something special for you and your people. And I created a very special link for free access to this five-day course, just purely just for you and your people. Amazing. Because I know I said this at the beginning, but- Life is for living, not surviving. Thank you for that. And for everybody listening, um, I'm going to get that from her and we'll have the link and info in the show notes and where to connect with her on Instagram. Will you say your Instagram one more time? Yeah, at Elena K. Vital. Can you spell Vital? Uh, yeah, so spell the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll spell the whole thing. So at A-L-A-N-A K-A-Y. B-E-I-T-T-E. Perfect. And uh, everybody in typical flavor, uh, it would mean the world to me if you have anything to share, if your heart was tickled with any feedback that you send it to her or me so that we can hear and support. And uh, 
I'll say this for her. We, we actually love getting them. It means the world to us and it mm-hmm. fills our buckets and it helps us know that it lands and gives us purpose. And so thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for creating this space for me, for bringing all this and taking me to church. That's what it feels like. Thank you for having me. Of course. Me. So for everybody listening, this has been another episode of the Mind of George show, if you can figure out what to call this podcast. But I'm going back <laughs> to what I said in the beginning where I say, I believe it belongs in a straitjacket, so I share the safest parts with you. Well, now it's, it's not really the Mind of George show anymore. It's the Heart of George show, but we'll keep the name and we'll keep it going. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. We'll either see you in the next episode or you'll hear us in your earballs. But either way, we're out. <laughs>